what a different people uh, in Israel want, uh, what do people in the American Jewish community want. I, you know, I would say you you did a good job of painting a, a sort of thumbnail sketch. Um, look, it, when when Zionism was just getting started as a political nationalist movement in Europe um, in the late 1800s, um, it was a time when uh, nationalism itself was pretty new. Um, you know, the age of empires was kind of starting to come to a close and uh, not just in Europe, but, but in North Africa and the Middle East, there was a, a, a lot of excitement um, on the part of people, um, often indigenous people um, saying, we don't want to be part of an empire. We don't want to be colonized. We want independence. And as Zionism um, gained some momentum, um, things started really going badly for Jews in multiple parts of the world, um, in Russia, um, in, in parts of what are now Poland and Ukraine. There were all these pogroms or massacres. Excuse me, uh, one that, moment, uh, Rabbi. I just want yeah, to yeah. take a brief break here. And uh, sure. if you can hang on to that thought, uh, just yeah. a moment. Be right back. Hello? Hi. Oh, yeah, sorry for the long, long break there. Okay. You're fine. Uh, sorry, sorry for that. Uh, anyhow, let's uh, go ahead and conclude that thought you have there, and then we're, we'll do about... Uh, five ten minute wrap up here, kind of to kind of conclude. But go ahead. I, I'm sure. sorry to to break into your 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 thoughts there. But go ahead. You're talking about the pogroms and such uh, in Eastern Europe and all that. Right, right. No, no. You're fine. You're fine. Um, and I understand that uh, we're recording stuff and stuff needs to get edited and whatnot. Um, anyway, no. I was just really just trying to say that that a lot of times. Uh, what makes sense to a, a group of people in a particular historical moment um, may, may create a bunch of different kinds of problems they never thought of later. So, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for Theodore Herzl and some of the um, Zionists of, of the late 1800s and early 1900s because um, the world around them looked really bad for Jews. Um, and, you know, uh, Jews were getting schmeist in, in all kinds of small villages and communities and mass media was like a new thing where you had the telegraph and newspaper stories and the mass circulation of flyers and stuff. So like Jews all over the world were suddenly reading about this terrible stuff that was happening on a much more regular basis. And it was terrifying. And the U.S. was pretty hostile as a culture to Jews in general. Did, definitely didn't want more Jewish immigrants. So, you know, a lot of those early Zionists are just sort of looking at things and saying, we need a fortress. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're proud. We want it to be in our, part of our ancestral homeland. Um, how do we do that? How do we try to get that? And they went about trying to get that by lobbying world leaders and organizing and finding people who were willing to move uh, and try to make a life there and by raising money to support all of that. And 
um, that headed into a straight up clash with uh, the Palestinian Arabs who were already living there. And um, they've never, and, you know, there's never been uh, a final reckoning and resolution of, um, of the conflict. And um, so today, uh, a lot of Jews are questioning uh, the Zionism they grew up with in Hebrew school, but that doesn't mean they hate Israel or don't love uh, that there is a, a Jewish refuge and homeland. It, it means that they're complicated people. They want Palestinians to live and thrive in dignity with their human rights. And they also want Jews to be safe in the world and to have their legitimate national aspirations fulfilled too. And it's not the easiest thing to figure out where to stand um, if those are the things that you want. Getting back briefly to, to Bibi Netanyahu, the way he framed it, I can understand he, he, what he's saying is that if you, if you think that other groups, national groups, deserve the right to develop their own national homeland, but you specifically target the Jews and say, no, they don't, then that's, you know, he calls it anti-Semitism, or at least discriminatory. And I, as he frames it, I can understand that. Um, but the, 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 this, the desire to have security and to live in a liberal democratic society for any people of the world is understandable and is a reason why you create a state, and, and that's what the United States comes out of. Of course, that was... In, 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 in de facto world, it was, it was very racialized. We had the institution of slavery at the time our republic was created and, and eventually got off of that. But um, I, I think it's, you, you know, I mean, you, you could take the Kurds, for example. They do not have a state. I think they would like to have a state, and they presently live over several different national borders. And right. you can understand that they just like anybody else, they want security and a lot of them want a liberal democratic society. They want a, a nation that protects those values. And one can certainly understand, you know, what was happening to the Jews in late 19th century. Of course, even they probably could not have even conceived what happened in the mid 20th century with the Holocaust, anything that bad. And of course, that, right. spur, that spurs even more so. Uh, the desire to have have a, a Jewish homeland for security, and um, but it's it's what it's what um, it, it's what that trans what, what's that so what that becomes, and yeah, I, I think that's that's the dilemma, I believe, and it, we, we just got a few minutes here. I'm going to kind of let you wrap up this point, and then just. To, Anything else you want our listeners to know before we conclude today that they need to know that we haven't covered? We've covered an awful lot, but go ahead uh, with regards sure. to my comments. Go ahead. Sure. Well, I'll just start by saying, you know, I, I also disagree with that statement by former Prime Minister Netanyahu. Um, it's too much of an oversimplification. Um, what I would say is, to somebody who says that they are absolutely opposed to Zionism in any form is I would say, then tell me what your ideas are um, about how Jews can be safe, 
flourish and have their rights respected in the world, just like um, every other community deserves. And if somebody has ideas about that that are different, uh, that then I'm going to say, look, I may or may not agree with your idea, but I, I don't think you're anti-Semitic. I think you're saying you have a different a different set of ideas about how to achieve those goals. But, it, you know, anti-Semitism is about harming, targeting, killing Jews um, and about disparaging Jews as a, as a people or as a religion. Um, it is not tied forever to any one particular political arrangement. Um, so, yeah, uh, in terms of like a final thought, um, I guess I would say that uh, I would want folks who are still getting to know what the American Jewish community is, um, is like. I, I would say it's important to know that the denominational differences or the movement differences in Judaism aren't as, let's say, as important, um, especially outside of orthodoxy. Um, they aren't as important as they might be in, in some other religious traditions. Um, you're going to find a lot of similarity and overlap and shared values in a Reconstructionist, a conservative, a reform synagogue. And frankly, a lot of it's going to come down to the specific individuals, the rabbi, the lay leaders, the teachers. Um, people, are, people in the Jewish community tend to gravitate to a synagogue where they feel at home. Um, more, and that tends to be more important to them than, you know, which of the movements does this synagogue belong to? Um, that's why they're called movements, not really denominations, because they're meant to complement each other. Well, uh, Rabbi, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to spend with us today and educate our listeners about what's going on, not just within your movement, but more broadly within the Jewish community here in the United States, across the world, and of course in Israel, and understand some of these tensions. I think our listeners are going to better understand a lot of these things that are going on because of, uh, you know, what you've talked about here. And, um, you know, there, there's so much more we could get to. We just don't have the time. And <laughs> I knew this would be the problem because uh, any one of these topics, we could spend the whole show just on that one topic, of course. So hope maybe we can, we can have you back again sometime down the road. And uh, things are developing every day um, with regards to issues uh, of Jewish people and the Jewish faith or just ethnic Jews in our community. And, uh, of course, things are, are you know, undergoing transition in, in, in Israel, uh, Palestine. Uh, on a daily basis. So um, just th thanks again, and I will inform you, uh, as I said, uh, when this show will air, maybe a, maybe a couple of shows. But um, thank you so much, and uh, we, we appreciate it. Oh, I, I appreciate it, too. I enjoyed getting to talk with both of you and appreciated your questions. Uh, hope it's a good show. I think it will be. You have a good day, okay? Hey, take it easy. Good to meet you. It was nice meeting you too. Take care, Rabbi. Bye-bye now. Bye.